as um, many of you already know, at least you know in principle, that um, we uh, had a rather magnificent uh, set of experiences in Germany. Um, I organized uh, three tours, uh, and they were all intended to kind of uh, intersect with each other. One was a, a tour of the, the core tour was the Reformation 500 Pastor Choir. Uh, and because of our, our unique relationship, uh, Vicar Debner was able to be on that tour without being a pastor. But he was a pastor to be, which is close enough. Um, and, then, uh, and then we had a family heritage tour. Uh, I had a, have some family history, and we took a group of people from my immediate family, the Brower family. And then we had a tour made up of people who were members of the congregations of the pastors. And that tour was being led by Dr. Just. And so those tours were all intersecting with one another. I didn't do that. Did, um, I don't know what that... Um, Is it time? Well, um, that's good enough. Uh, we'll, we'll consider that to be um, a good introduction. There was, this was the poster that, um, that was, uh, we found in a couple of different places in Germany. Um, it was uh, the first church that they sang at, St. Johanneskirche in Oberursel. Oberursel is where we have a seminary. It's right outside of Frankfurt. Um, this is the, there's a congregation, a, a, um, a synod there, if you want to call it a synod, called Selk. And um, its abbreviations are S-E-L-K. And Selk is the church body with whom we are in fellowship in Germany. Uh, really pretty much kind of... Um, uh, given birth under the wings of the Missouri Synod back uh, when the state churches had become so uh, liberal and they had uh, denied a number of the foundational teachings of Lutheranism and so these independent churches formed the Selk. They sang there at the kind of the mother congregation in, uh, in Oberursel. Second uh, big uh, concert was the Münsterkirche in a town called Einbeck and we'll have our vicar tell you more about that later. Uh, then uh, they also sang in a place called Halle. It was actually a chapel that had been the chapel of Albrecht of Magdeburg, otherwise known as Cardinal or uh, Albrecht of Magdeburg, who actually sold in the indulgences. And uh, today his chapel that was in his castle is now uh, one of our Lutheran churches in the Selk. And then uh, particularly also the Schlosskirche in Wittenberg. What I'm going to do, we'll start with a prayer, and then um, I'm going to ask the vicar to respond, tell us a little bit more about each section of his experience as he was able to go on this tour. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you've commanded us to be witnesses to you and to your word in all these generations that has been the case. We are now facing a time in a world where your word is not commonly known, understood, or proclaimed. We pray that not only you would show us the way that we should proclaim that word within this world, but also we give thanks as we remember the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. We give thanks for the faithfulness of all those who have gone before us. We pray today for our Vicar Debner that he would carry on that great tradition that has been handed to us by our forefathers, that wherever he sows, that there would be a day in which others might reap of that, and wherever he reaps, that he might be mindful of the work and the hard work that was given and offered to this church before his time, that he might also be able to reap the benefits and the fruits of all that labor. 
In Jesus' name, we ask for your blessing on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Um, let's see here. I am um, trying to see whether or not this little thing can work. It looks like it's going to require a hand job here. Okay. There we go. It started, Vicar. Yeah, so uh, we, our first uh, three days of the, I guess you'd call it the tour, um, we spent uh, re-rehearsing in Chicago, uh, re-familiarizing ourselves with the music, um, making sure that we uh, remembered our parts, uh, listened to each other, you know, uh, learned a little bit better diction for some of the, uh, the German that we sang in a couple of our hymns. Um, and it was just kind of an uh, initial coming together as a group um, to, uh, to realize what we were about to undertake. Um, to, to bring the gift of, of music in, in, uh, in a confessional sense uh, to the land where our confessions come from. We, um, we want to note that this was uh, in 2016, so this was a year ahead of the tour. Um, and um, they, uh, they, when they gathered together and they started to sing, um, it didn't sound as good as it did the year after. <laughs> Um, but, but they had a whole year to work on it, and, um, and here, th this, through this year, you've also worked on it here, right? Yeah, um, I, I took some time off, uh, or, uh, periodically throughout the year to revisit the songs uh, that we were, we were given uh, last summer uh, to make sure that I knew my part um, so that uh, I wasn't showing up cold uh, at Chicago before we left. Um, but uh, yeah, we had rehearsed actually last June, um, a year ago, uh, initially, and then we all sort of took, took the music with us when we went home. And so I had it with me all, all this past year, uh, worked on it when I could. And then uh, we spent a, a couple days before flying to Germany, uh, going back over it again. So we were kind of, um, uh, this guy, we the, 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 the guy in the pure white on the far right uh, is the director, his Dr. Maurice Boyer. And he is the professor of music at, uh, at uh, Concordia University in Chicago. Um, kind of an interesting combination. He's uh, half French and half Norwegian. And that usually meant that he was absolutely certain about not knowing nothing. Um, uh, um, something like that. Anyway, the, um, we, we, were, uh, we were blessed. Uh, C.M. Almy um, donated uh, all of the, uh, the uh, robes. We call them the, the vestments for the pastors, which included their stoles. Uh, we uh, bestowed upon Vicar Debner a, uh, a stole that he will now be wearing once he is ordained. I don't know. It's just moved on by itself. All right. So the, here is the, um, the first day. You want to tell them about the first day? So uh, we, we flew into Frankfurt, um, and then uh, the first uh, concert we had was at this church right next to the Selk uh, Seminary in uh, Oberusel, which is a small suburb of Frankfurt. Um, and uh, the church that we sang in um, had kind of the uh, it had kind of the appearance of where you might imagine um, like a cafeteria lunch being served. It had you know tile all over the walls. It, it, it wasn't very um, ornate in its decoration, uh, but uh, we very quickly learned that uh, it wasn't necessarily the decor of the church that was important. It's what it stood for. Uh, and this is this is the church that they actually use as their chapel. Uh, at the seminary there, um, and so we had a chance to sing there and perform a concert. I want to tell you about this cross hanging above the altar. Um, 
this cross was actually rescued uh, from uh, the remains of a, of a burned-down church, um, and it was in pretty bad condition. They, uh, they, they restored it the best they could, um, and then hung it over this altar to symbolize kind of the continued presence of God uh, in the Selk Church in Germany, um, which is basically the only form of confessional Lutheranism that's left uh, in that country. So, I'm working at it. Here we go. Ah, yeah, then we, then, then we took off uh, from there, and uh, we visited the Schloss Berlepsch, um, which I had no idea the significance of until we got there. Um, back in Luther's time, the prince that owned this castle uh, was responsible for uh, stealing Luther away uh, to Wartburg uh, when he was on his way back from Worms to ensure his safety. Um, and so uh, their family legacy is that they taught Luther how to be Squire Gregory, who he was when he was at Warburg, kind of uh, incognito, uh, taught him all, all the uh, duties of a squire. Oh, that's really moving on its own, isn't it? Well, sorry about that. We just, it, <laughs> it moves on Come all on, by Baker. itself. So <laughs> off we go. All right. So uh, then I'm back. On to I'm back. Um, this is the uh, the uh, nobility church in I'm back. So all the the, uh, the wealth and aristocracy of the area would have, would have worshipped here. There was another church in the square of town where all of the uh, I guess peasantry and, and uh, low economic folk would worship, but um, here's where the nobility did. Uh, and this is a state church um, with a female pastor. Um, and you can see me there standing in, in, in uh, I'm back now uh, holding the beer that I found at the, uh, at the brewery there. So. We, um, we, we do want to say this is how we found him. Um, <laughs> he... Um, Let's see here if I can um, possibly backpedal a little go bit. back it up. Let's see here. I don't know if I can. There's a nice story that goes with this picture. I'll tell you up here. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyway. Well, um, well the, uh, the, the question was, um, let's see here. Where does one find Adam Debner? <laughs> Emily said that she lost him on the streets of Einbeck. Uh, and he had two kegs of Einbecker beer in his hands. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the uh, uh, Einbeck had been the home of uh, Heinrich Melchior Muhlenberg. Muhlenberg was really the, they call him the father of Lutheranism in America. He came as a missionary to America, it was commissioned by the University of Halle, and he was sent kind of through actually the, you know, the king of England at this time was actually a German. George I, and uh, the chaplain to the king, Siegenhagen, was uh, a Lutheran pastor, and so he went to see Siegenhagen first, then he actually came in through the port in, um, in where? You must have, you must have yeah. time. Well, we're, well you know, it must, stop it, it. you come back here. Okay. You've got to set up on a timer. Uh, let's, so. just, let's just do this for right now, okay? We'll just hang on. Um, <laughs> there we go. Let's stop. stop this thing. Um, it, was, it was an important, important thing, though, because had it not been for Muhlenberg, um, there, there would not have been probably an organization of Lutheran churches, and the most dominant individual in the early Americas among the German Lutherans was a guy named Zinzendorf. And Zinzendorf was, we use the term, he was a unionist, 
He didn't care about what doctrine was. He wanted just all the Germans to get together and form one church. And so there were, there were these pressures for these Germans who just kind of meld away in their Lutheranism to be really taken from them. Uh, and had it not been for Muhlenberg, uh, there would not have been an organization, a synod of Lutheran churches. And very likely, of course, with that constitution that he formed in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, uh, that came to be the pattern for the organization of Lutheran churches in the, in the United States. So they call him the father of Lutheranism in America for good reason. And he was a, he was a vigilant individual. It's also, the story is also told that Washington's troops, you know, part, uh, they, they um, spent that winter in Valley Forge. Remember the story about how they were starving in Valley Forge? Had it not been for the Germans in, this, in these Lutheran congregations, uh, opening up their granaries, the U.S., the um, American troops probably would have starved. Uh, one of his sons actually became a major general in the U.S. Army, and one of his sons became the first speaker of the House in the Continental Congress. So, yes? We'd like to uh, all turn and um, <laughs> thank you personally for doing that. Yes. Um, so anyway, they, we, we did a little introduction, but the choir's concert was absolutely spectacular. Yeah, we, we kind of had to point to prove uh, in Einbeck because the church we were singing at had a female pastor, and we all felt very strongly about that. So we, we sang with uh, much gusto <laughs> in Einbeck. Um, I, I want to tell you the quick tale about this beer keg that you see me uh, holding. Um, so I had missed the walking tour of Einbeck because I was uh, staying behind at the restaurant I ate lunch at to pay my tab. Um, and so uh, since we couldn't find the group on their walking tour, uh, several pastors and I walked over to the brewery to see if we could uh, take a tour of the brewery, which we weren't in time for. Um, but their lovely gift shop had uh, five liter uh, small kegs of Einbecker for 10 euro. I said, well, I'll take two of those, please. Um, and so I'm walking back from the brewery carrying these things through the square when I run into my supervisor, who I hadn't seen on the whole tour yet. And he says, well, hey there. And I said, look what I found. <laughs> the, uh, the original story of the Pied Piper was that he wasn't paying a pipe. Uh, he was actually carrying two kegs of beer. Uh, <laughs> and all the rats were following. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the, then from there, the Wartburg? Yeah, uh, so we went to the Wartburg Castle to visit it. Um, and uh, this picture is actually of uh, the office where Luther translated uh, the Bible into German. New Testament. Um, well, New Testament, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was, it was uh, um, for me, it was neat to be there. Uh, there was a, almost a, an emotional experience seeing the space where he worked uh, and knowing the story behind it. Um, and what a neat opportunity to see that place uh, and visit a piece of history. Uh, so in, in Erfurt, where we went to next, um, we actually worshiped at a, at a Selk church um, on Sunday uh, in fellowship with them. And the picture on the left is a hole dug in the ground uh, that was actually dug by myself and uh, Maurice, our uh, choir director, where they were going to plant a commemorative rose, uh, a rose a species that's actually named after uh, Catherine von Bora, uh, Luther's wife. Uh, and the, the uh, paper there is going to be a plaque that in German basically says uh, this commemorates um, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation um, in fellowship with the uh, LCMS. So it was a pretty neat moment uh, on the tour for me. Um, 
So then uh, we took a tour to, well, I'll, I'll speak a little bit more about the, uh, the uh, experience in Erfurt. So um, we took a tour of Erfurt um, and uh, went to see the large cathedral there. And right in the square across from the cathedral is this festival going on um, with a German cover band pl playing all sorts of American pop music um, as loud as they could. Um, and you could not have a more, uh, shall we say, um, uh, juxtaposition of the sacred and the uh, secular. This is this gorgeous church right next to this god-awful music. <laughs> Using God in the right sense there, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. Um, okay, well, the, this, uh, this uh, congregation in, in Erfurt, uh, Erfurt um, it, was a, it was quite a gift to them. They were so excited that they uh, invited the seminarians, the pastors, and their wives to a, what they call a barbecue yes. afterwards. And, um, and then we, we saw them on the streets trying to make their way through. They had a very, very loud, like he said, it was a big, huge festival at that time. What about Eisleben? So we took a tour of Eisleben as well, uh, the uh, birth and death location of Luther. Um, so the picture on the right would be the uh, church where he was baptized. Um, and then the church on the left is where he preached his last sermon, um, uh, supposedly. Uh, so uh, very neat to kind of see this bookend um, to the, uh, the life and ministry of Luther, you know, in, in one place, in one town. Um, a very humbling experience uh, to be so close to where he worked. Uh, this is a picture I took in a church in Halle. Um, the church is, to my understanding, a, um, a kind of reformed Lutheran blended church. You know, the, the remains of this, uh, this Prussian Union that took place. Um, but they had this sculpture there, which kind of depicts Christ, you know, reaching down from the cross. I took a picture of it because it was the only thing in the church that spoke beyond the terrible doctrine that had sort of become uh, present within this building and structure. It's also the church that houses the uh, death mask of Luther. Um, so you can go and see it there too. We're gonna we're gonna still we're gonna st still go back to to uh, Hala. Um, the, there there's there being there in Hala, I think was Hala was the institution that sent Muhlenberg. But after you know after the Thirty Years' War, um, Germany developed, I guess you might say, a different uh, species of of Lutheranism. And the time of the Reformation was a time of great confession. And, um, and the, the great confession of doctrine, of teaching, of justification by faith, a Lord's Supper, a formula of concord, a lot of the issues that were brought up had to do with who Christ was and uh, the, the two natures of Christ and had to do with the real presence of Christ in the Lord's Supper over and against Reformed theology. Thirty Years' War just devastated Germany. I mean, there was... Considered to be one of the worst worst wars ever in the history of Europe, uh, probably half of Germany itself died, and it wasn't just warfare; it was also starvation. It was um, the plague because of the people being so uh, weakened by this. They, every animal was eaten. It was the, the armies were marching through. There, it was very complicated. So after after this happened the people kind of just lost all faith in what you might call kind of these, this beautiful structure of the Lutheran confession. And they just said, basically, we want to be able to feel. We want to feel our faith. 
And so pietism changed a little bit and feelings became a little bit more important than doctrine. And we're still living with the effects of that today, that to, in American evangelicalism, that feelings, uh, emotions, um, you know, sensations, that these things are a little bit more important than doctrine. And Hala kind of advanced that. Now, there were, there were good people. They didn't, call, they didn't even regard themselves as necessarily at the time as being pietists because the word pietist meant heretic. And they did not want to be known as heretics. They wanted to be seen as Lutherans. But they set in motion something that eventually came to also influence the Great Awakenings in America. So uh, their being there in, in, in Hala was a kind of a, um, I guess you might say, a, it was almost like walking backwards in time then to Wittenberg, which is where we're going to go next. It's ironic that his death mask is there. Oh. Yeah. So we, we, we went to Wittenberg. Um, boy, what, what a town. Uh, the Schlosskirche, the uh, castle church, just rises like this majestic structure uh, right in the, uh, the front of the town. It's a picture of my wife and I in front of the, uh, the Luther statue there in the uh, main square. Um, that, that concert, I can't put into words how neat it was to sing A Mighty Fortress is Our God, feet away from where Luther's buried. Um, it, it's just a very, beyond a feeling, it was, it was, it was surreal. Uh, it was like the, the confession of our faith coming back to, you know, where it had been proclaimed from the pulpit. Um, you know, two amazing churches there. Uh, the the uh, town church, I guess the Stadtkirche, um, and also the Schlosskirche, uh, which there's the door um, that's uh, they've replaced the panels of, obviously, but where Luther nailed his 95 theses. Um, it, there's, there's no way to describe in words um, what it meant to be there and sing. And we had standing room only in that, that church uh, for our concert. Um, all these tourists, all these uh, people had come in, had piled into the church to hear us sing. Well, that, that, that slide just wants to keep on going. <laughs> Um, and uh, that's the pulpit there on the right, uh, below which Luther's buried. Um, and uh, not too far from that, you can kind of see the, uh, the choir pews um, in the foreground. But just beyond is where we, is where we sang. Uh, and it was, an, it was amazing it, it, to have all those people there and, and to sing, um, you know, the, the greatness of our faith and, and the confession of our faith, you know, thanks in part to the, the work of Luther buried there. And then across from him is where Mel, uh, Melanchthon is buried. Uh, just no words can really capture uh, what it meant to be there. And it was, it, it just, it truly was um, a magnificent concert. Um, they, in, in every place that they went, uh, they got standing ovations. And watching the Germans get excited was really an exciting thing. Um, <laughs> that, that's a little rare. Um, but uh, they did, and they, and, and they, they, they Dr. Boyer is just an unbelievably fantastic uh, director as well. So um, that was, um, that's it. That we'll see, we've, we've got some, there are some videos that we might be able to show you here in a bit, but I thought we'd kind of take you through this for right now. Um, next up, next day, let's see if we got next one here. Come on, baby. There we go. Oh, so you see well, the picture of... Yes, uh, there's Martin Luther standing to the right of Vicar <laughs> Debner. Uh, oh, I mean, to the far right of Vicar Debner. Um, there we go. 
Oh, this was neat. Um, I, I could scarcely appreciate at the time we were there uh, where we were standing and what we were doing, but uh, we were in this small village uh, church, which is not used as a church more than once a year, um, but it's in Gruna, um, in a place where the, uh, the Von Spiegel family uh, lived and worshipped. Um, and uh, you can see me up in the loft on the left there. We did a matin service uh, for these, uh, these town folk that showed up, um, and, and, and they were very appreciative to have us there. Um, the Von Spiegel family, I'll, I'll actually let you talk about that because you know more than I do. Um, but uh, the significance of being there was that um, we, were, we were bringing the faith back to this place that had been defended by uh, the people who lived there. I mean, it, it, it was, it, it, I'm going to let you talk more because it just, it fails, to, uh, my words fail to describe. It was, it was very hard. One thing that was difficult about celebrating the 500th anniversary is that there's so much kind of, I guess you might call it commercialism, that was laid on top of this whole celebration that it was hard to kind of see through to what Lutheranism meant to the people, what it was. And, and they weren't real people. A lot of, like in, in Wittenberg, a good number of the people that were there were actually uh, tourists that had, that had come to celebrate the, the Reformation. So anyway, um, I actually had uh, engaged in some correspondence with a guy who was the, uh, you might call it the, the cook in the local restaurant, and he had on his own built a website about the history of the family, the Von Spiegel family, uh, here in this town. So we started corresponding because, of course, uh, Erasmus von Spiegel is one of our relatives, and uh, he, but he had a, a role to play in Luther's life. He actually was the guardian of uh, Katie, uh, Katie Luther and her children. He's the defender, the Hauptmann defender of, the, uh, of Wittenberg against Charles V. He, he was the military defender. And he also was the one who was charged with carrying the body of Martin Luther from Bitterfield all the way back to Wittenberg after Luther died. And he, uh, Luther visited here, and he was uh, a friend of his and such. Well, anyway, we were communicating, and I just asked him, I said, our guys are staying just a couple of kilometers away. Um, could we just kind of in the morning swing on by, and maybe you could open up the church for us, and we could do a matin service? And he wrote back, and yeah, I've talked to some people and such. So when we arrived, we did not expect, we just thought there was just going to be somebody who was going to open up the door. Well... Remember the children's rhyme? Here is the church, here is the steeple. Open the door, see all the people, right? We, walked, we opened up the doors and the entire church was full of the, of the village people. And they were, this was, they were excited because this had now, this, they only have one church service a year. And when these guys opened up and sang that matin service up above, I, I said, it's the first time that we've ever become rock stars without doing rock. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was really wonderful, and it, it meant the world. They had actually prepared also a reception for us afterwards. We had no idea of any of this was happening. So it was, a, and for them, I think, for the guys, I think it was also an experience of actually being able to literally serve people who were the real people. This was East Germany, by the way. And you know what they did in East Germany? They just, they just killed Christianity altogether. Um, we had, just a, a side note, we, had, um, we went to another town with our other tour, and we visited a church, and the pastor was there, and we said, well, it's a little village. We said, 
how many people come to church on Sunday morning? Well, he starts off and he says, there are 800 people in the village. This is old East Germany. 200 of them consider themselves to be Christians. Sunday morning, there are 10 people in church. So you know, this is, this is happening here, but it's also happening in our country too. Pastor Sipes, is he here? He was here. Pastor Sipes is a pastor of a rural congregation up in Minnesota. They're just, they're old. They're, all the young people have moved away to the city. A lot of congregations, they estimate that we're going to lose 30 to 40% of the congregations in the Missouri Synod in a fairly short period of time. Um, they're closing. So this is what happened here. And these people, were, they thought that these guys, they had just, they had died and gone to heaven. That, that's what they thought. So... Vicker? All right. All right. We went on to uh, the cities of Leipzig and uh, then after that, Dresden. Um, this is the uh, church where uh, Johann Sebastian Bach was laid to rest. Um, there's his tomb there in the, in the uh, left, and then uh, my wife and I standing in front of his statue out front of the uh, Thomas Kirka in Leipzig. Um, a neat stop, uh, only for the sake of, of being so close to the resting place of such a great musician uh, and theologian, uh, a man who was instrumental in. Uh, carrying Lutheranism forward uh, in a very significant period of time. Uh, very neat, very neat city. Uh, my wife and I's uh, favorite stop. Uh, and then we stopped in Dresden um, and visited the uh, Frauenkirche there on the left. Uh, and then that church on the right is. Uh, I think it was uh, is it Saint Johannes Kirche again? Uh, no, it's no. a dry dry guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's Trinity Lutheran. Yep, that's uh, that's a Selk congregation. Yeah. Yep, and uh, we did our, our matin service there as well the, the next morning before leaving town. Um, very neat to uh, have that opportunity as well. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, if you remember, Dresden was so, so severely bombed. Oh, yeah. Firebombed, and now the vicar loved this church. Oh, this is a great church. So this church was basically reduced to rubble uh, in the bombing of the city. Um, and what they did is they rebuilt it according to its original structure, but they did not use the same stonework. So what you see below is the old stones that remained uh, after the bombing, and above is all new work. Um, and it's, it's just breathtaking to walk in there. It's called the Church of the Holy Cross. On the ceiling is this humongous cross um, in the stonework there. Uh, and they, um, they don't actually permit pictures to be taken, but, you know, I'm naughty, so I take pictures. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now we've moved down to Prague. The group went from Dresden and on down to Prague. Yeah, and, and, and in Prague we, we uh, did a concert at a church that the foundations of this church date back to the 1100s. Um, it's a very old church. It's been there for a long time. The, the structure above has been changed a few times, um, but there's actually a uh, Missouri Synod pastor uh, serving there whose name I forget. Because I'm great at names. Well, right um, now it's vacant, but um, oh, is, is, he, is he serving a vacancy Jim, there? Jim Krekova was there. Was yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a Missouri Synod pastor serving in a vacancy capacity there, um, and we sang. And, and there was only a handful of people from this church there for our uh, concert. So I mean, most of the people in attendance were uh, members of our tour. You know, wives, uh, family members of of, uh, of uh, choir singers. Um, just about a half dozen or so people who actually went to that church were there. Um, and so we were basically singing for ourselves and this, this remnant that had returned uh, to hear us sing. 
Um, but what a very neat experience to be there in Prague uh, and to, uh, to bring, you know, the faith and music to these people. Um, yeah, uh, St. Michael's in Prague actually was the German church in Prague and has always been a German church in Prague. Um, so it, it, uh, it's found in what, we, what might be considered to be a part of the old city, and we had a difficult time getting there. But, um, yeah, uh, what is Prague? Prague, by and large, was Roman Catholic, right? And so some rather magnificent Roman Catholic uh, cathedrals in Prague. Uh, I don't know what the vicar might have to say, but I was, I, I, Prague was way too busy for me. There were, ju there were just gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of tourists, and it almost you almost didn't get the benefits of Prague because of that. No, I mean, I think, uh, I remember our bus tour saying something about watch out for pickpockets yeah. uh, as we were pulling the town. And so a lot of us were too paranoid to really enjoy being there, I think. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the one picture on the left there is actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the St. Charles Bridge. Um, that's the oldest stone bridge in Europe. Uh, and s numerous armies have marched across that bridge um, it, was, it was neat to kind of traverse across it because of the history of it. Uh, but like Pastor said, it was very busy there. There was thousands of tourists. It's a city of 1.3 million people, and then you add tourists to that, and it's, it's a madhouse. Um, oh, we went to Regensburg then, after, uh, on our way back from Prague, uh, heading toward Munich. Oh, you got a video. Look at you. Yeah, the, um, let's see if we can do the sound here. And Well, it wouldn't, didn't work very well here, um, but um, you can see that um, they have a, they, this is a church growth congregation, um, uh, German style, um, just kidding. Um, there we go. Yep. Regensburg was neat, though, because there was a, um, a, a very old Gothic church there uh, that, uh, actually had a number of uh, bishops buried, um, and uh, the likes of its architecture is rarely found anywhere else in Germany, uh, so it was neat to see that. Um, it, was a, it was a brief stop. We stopped there for lunch and then headed out, and we headed to Munich um, afterward, where we, we, we flew home from, and uh, we didn't sing in Munich, but um, we drank beer. <laughs> we visited the Hofbrauhaus, the original, um, and uh, had beer there, and then also visited a, uh, a Augustiner Keller Beer Garden and had more beer there, so that was that was Munich. Um, this is the best picture of all. Yeah. So th here's our here's our vicar who is uh, contributing his great gift of song uh, to our choir, and that was also in Prague. We, we would, I'd like to do is if I might just take a second to go um, the. Um, the uh, let's see here. Well, I'm not being permitted to connect to the internet. Um, that was a common problem in Germany, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they don't do Wi-Fi very well over there. Okay, well, um, we'll have to give you that opportunity. Um, I've been asked to 
continue with this, um, this presentation um, uh, and, and maybe to do a little bit more of the theological stuff behind uh, all of the things that we have just seen. This is mainly just to give you an idea of what it is that our vicar did and to give us a chance to be able to also say goodbye to him in a more meaningful way. Um, at this time, I'd like for Monty Weimer to please come forward. We'd like to bestow a little gift upon uh, Vicar Debner and his wife, Emily. Emily, are you here? There she is. She's hiding. Yeah. All right, good morning. Afternoon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Uh, with a little bit of a heavy heart, I get the opportunity to do this. Um, start off by saying, you know, I had the opportunity to, to give some formal uh, perspective in a, via fee feedback form on Adam. And I got to the end and it said additional comments. And, I, you know, so I thought about that a little bit. And uh, I think in the end, you know, my additional comments were that Adam obviously has a heart for being a pastor. And... Uh, you know, it's been fun to watch him grow, you know, from the time he's gotten here to now. But what's came through to me is that he obviously has a heart for this and a passion, and it's just a joy to uh, see you in, in, in that service. So uh, in that regard, um, you know, we put out a request for you all to keep them in their prayers and uh, a gift, a mon monetary gift was received from the congregation. So... Half of that will go to the seminary for tuition, et cetera, and half of that will go to personal expenses. So you get the half, okay. and she gets the other half. That's <laughs> about how that works. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Emily, we haven't forgotten you. So um, it's an Indiana-inspired wine glass. So, you know... <laughs> So I, you know, I think through, through that, you know, I was thinking about what to say about that. So, you know, as he goes back to seminary and then you get that first call to wherever USA, you know, and you'll be out there. And, uh, you know, as you uh, sip that uh, glass of wine, I think we can all say that remember that both of you are in our prayers, you know. So as you sip that, just re re remember that and, and know that uh, we're thinking about you, praying about you but we're confident that you will bless wherever you end up. Okay, thank you. If I could just say a, a brief word about how honored I've been to be your vicar this past year. Um, I said this uh, to a number of people, the hardest part of vicar is just having to leave, having to depart uh, from your fellowship and company uh, and go on to the uh, next leg of where the Lord is leading us. Uh, and so I'm so very thankful for the opportunity to be here uh, and to grow as a pastor in your midst. Um, and thank you all for bearing with me um, through this. Uh, and thanks to my wife for also bearing with me through it all as well. So. <laughs> Let us pray. Father in heaven, we give you our most heartfelt thanks for all the many blessings that you have richly lavished upon us, the gift of fellowship, 
with each other in this life and in the next. Uh, the gift of faith that you give us to believe the word that you have entrusted to us. Help us, Lord, to be your church here on earth. Help us in whatever direction you lead us to be your people and to proclaim your word with boldness to an unbelieving world. Be with us now as we part our ways and help us to remember that no matter where we go, in you we are one and with you we have fellowship with each other. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.